Hello, dear friends. It's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. I'm so glad that I can bring you a message from the Word of God that I believe is going to bless you because it's from the Word of God. Hallelujah. Now I can express a lot of opinions and, and speculations and, <laughs> but I don't want to do any of those things because they are not what is really going to help us today. What's going to help us is to get into the Word of God and get the Word of God into us. Hallelujah. And we're going to talk about a message today, uh, a teaching message that God wants to give us that, that I believe is coming from His heart. And I want it to be already Christianized in my heart. And then I want to bring it to you and hope it will get into your heart today. It will help you in every part of your walk with God. And it will help you begin to get an understanding and a grasp upon God's ways, His method of operation. You know, it said of ancient Israel, before we get into the Scripture here in just a moment, and before I even announce what this is going to be all about today, he, he says unto, it, it is said unto ancient Israel that Moses knew his ways. They saw his works. They saw the Red Sea part. They saw the plagues come on Egypt. They saw Pharaoh's army destroyed. And yet they still doubted God. And it, it caused them not to immediately receive His will and purpose. That He wanted to give them in the immediate sense. Uh, uh, you know, a 40-day journey took 40 years, if I... Math is right on that. Just They could have went directly from deliverance from Egypt into the promised land. But it took 40 years and a new generation to come along uh, to get there. Why did it do that? Because they saw his works and still doubted him. But Moses knew his ways. And that word ways means method of operation in the forensic sense or the police sense it would say he knew his mo you know every burglar every every lawbreaker every prisoner has a method of operation well god's not a burglar and he's not but he is a deliverer and he has a method of operation and that method of operation god's mo is that he does everything in the perfect timing perfect timing we're going to talk about god's timing everything in its season i want you to say that with me today out there wherever you're hearing this god's timing everything in its season you know god may not this is a cliche i'm sure god he may not be there when you want him but he's always right on time of course i'm talking about his timing not ours. Amen. God operates on a different time frame than we, we're locked into the, the 24 hour day and the seven day week and the 30 day month and the 365 day year and, 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 and decades and millennial. No, God operates in a different time frame. You know, it, it is said we, reason they're doubters and gainsayers to the coming of Jesus today. Ever since our fathers went to sleep, all things continue as they are to this day. But God says, of this one thing they are 
ignorant, willingly ignorant of that a day is a thousand years with the Lord and a thousand years is one day. Is that the way God counts time? No, eternity doesn't even recognize a thousand years. But he's putting it in a framework that we can begin to get a glimpse of and hopefully a spiritual grasp of God's M.O., God's ways. Everything he does, friend, is for our eternal good, not our temporary convenience. I want to say that again, and this is based on almost 50 years of pastoring and Bible study, amen, friend, and walking with God and being impatient and questioning, yes, questioning. I know I shouldn't. I know you shouldn't either, but I know it occurs when we don't understand and we don't get it. On this side of eternity, it occurs. That's why this teaching is so critically important to us. God operates for our eternal good, not our temporary convenience. Hallelujah. Remember Paul prayed three times for every hindrance, particularly a buffeting devil that came to, 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 to really get in the way of his preaching the gospel, keeping the mandate to go into all the world. And three times heaven did not respond to his prayer to remove the thorn in the flesh. Amen. Hallelujah. And but when 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 God said his strength was made perfect in weakness and the development of a dependence on his grace more than everything being fine uh, was more important than everything being fine that this 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 work in 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 Paul's character and in his understanding of God's ways was more important than what he deemed to be most convenient for him carrying out the great commission a friend of mine you you got to learn these lessons today or or the devil will deceive us and here's two ways the devil will deceive us before i read the scripture and I, you probably know where i'm going ecclesiastes 3 1 through 6 when prayer is not answered the devil is going to tell us two things and our own flesh will tend to agree with him and I pray in our spirit we will not let our flesh or the devil influence us when a prayer is not answered in the timing we think or in the way we might think or answered at all God answers every prayer God answers every prayer amen he either says yes hallelujah Clap, 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 clap. Amen. <laughs> or he says, no. Can I still say, he's God, thy will be done? Can I do that? Can we do that? Listen, listen. God wants us to let him be God and not doubt him. So the devil's going to tell you your faith failed. And put that guilt on you. Or he's going to say even worse, your God is un faithful to get you to quit trusting him to quit looking to him to quit leaning on him it's one thing to question god it's another thing to go ahead and decide without waiting on god to speak to your heart searching the scripture listening to teaching not just from someone who's been to college but someone's been to school if you know what i'm saying 
Thank God for theological seminaries that teach the Bible. But you can only learn some lessons in life and walking with God and learning to trust in Him through every circumstance of life. Amen. That's why the title of this message is God's Timing Everything in Its Season. He may not be there when you want Him. Probably won't. But He's always right on time. Hallelujah. So the Apostle Paul began to understand God works everything in a time frame and everything according to His purpose, His eternal purpose for our eternal good. And if it's for our good and His glory... That's a win-win for both of us. Amen. We get the good. God gets the glory in spite of every circumstance. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, To everything, underscore everything. He means everything. There is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. There is a season for everything and a time to Every purpose under the heaven. And it goes on and lists all of these different possibilities, which is just, just saying the same thing. There's a time to be born and there's a time to die. There's a time in God's eternal purpose for your birth, just like there was for Christ when the fullness of time had come. God sent him. Amen. There was a time for him. To die upon that cross for our sins. Amen. And, and, and until that time, they, they wanted to kill him, throw him off a cliff. He walked through them. They couldn't touch him until it was time. And when it was time, Peter drew his sword to defend him. And he said, Peter, put that, put that. He didn't say puny. I'm going to use the puny. I'm going to paraphrase. Peter, put that puny thing up. But that you don't get who I am and what I could do. I could call the armies of heaven. I'm the commander-in-chief, in fact, of the armies of heaven. And I could call them to deliver me and kill everybody that wants to hurt me, destroy this whole plan. No, no, no. It's time for me to do this. It's time for me to do it. And people who don't understand God's timing are going to pray opposite and say opposite from what God's eternal purpose is. Remember when Jesus said, I've got to be given over to the hands of them that want to harm me, to the hands of men. And what did Peter say? Because he didn't understand this principle right here. Everything in its season. Amen. And Jesus said, put up your sword. He pulled his sword. He swung it to defend Jesus and tried to cut a man with a death blow. And and it grazed him and cut off his ear. And Jesus reached down and picked up the ear, placed it back on the man's head. And that soldier's ear immediately drew back with no blood, no scar. Glory to God. And then he said, Peter, put up your sword. This is, this is time. But you know what Peter said to him previously? Be it far from thee. Don't let them hurt you. Don't reveal yourself to them. Conceal yourself. See, it was time. 
And so he didn't listen. In fact, he knew it was the devil trying to get him to just go along with with what his flesh would do instead of what God willed and purposed. Remember in the garden, he surrendered it all, didn't he? He said, nevertheless, not what I will. If there's any other way, I'd rather not. <laughs> but nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will be done. And he set his face like a flint. There was no turning him, no changing him. He was going to fulfill what he came to this earth. The eternal purpose of God was not a sweet baby to lay in a manger and evoke sentimental feelings. Amen. But a Savior who would die as a sacrificed lamb upon a cross so that we could be forgiven, we could be reconciled unto God, and we could be saved. Jesus came here on a mission, and that's why one of the three wise men or magi, what they brought him, they brought him gold. They brought him frankincense, which are gifts for for this uh, high, high, highly uh, uh, worshipped and highly ranking person, kings and princes. Ah, but one of them brought that that would be used to anoint someone who has died. Amen. And brought myrrh, uh, which means bitter. And listen, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Why did one of them, with the wisdom of God, of the right gift to offer understanding his mission, was to die in our behalf and to die as a young man, 33 years old? Upon the cross, oh friend of mine, but was that death in at that age and stage of life in God's eternal purpose because he loved the world enough to give his son? Yes, it was in the perfect timing of God. Hell must have had a party when Jesus gave up the ghost on the cross, but the party only lasted for three days and there will never be another party in hell again because Jesus lives. Hallelujah. And he lives to save today. Praise God. He was not a victim in the sense that a sacrificed lamb was a victim. He was a victor. And the scripture literally said, if the princes of this world had known, they would have never crucified the Lord of glory. If they had known his mission, no, no, that wouldn't have persuaded them. He kept telling them about his mission, amen, to seek and to save the lost. That's not what would have changed them. If they who wanted him dead, who had the authority to authorize his death in the physical, natural realm, not unless God allowed it and and God permitted it, listen, if they had known, they would have never pre- crucified the Lord of glory. If they had known God's M.O., if they had known God's method of operation, <laughs> they wouldn't have put Jesus on that tree. They would have defended him because they would have understood that this was how God was going to redeem fallen 
man from Satan's influences, from Satan's Satan's designs and desires to take them to hell with him. Oh no, they 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 wouldn't have wanted any blood shed from this man because it's through that precious blood that that curse was broken and that that these that scheme of hell was interrupted by the scheme of God to save us. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And what a scheme it was. It's all about a season and a time. And Jesus talked about that. The Apostle Paul, he knew it was time for him to go home. He knew he had finished the ministry that God had sent him to accomplish when he was scheduled to be, to die a martyr's death and seal his faith with his own blood. And yet, here's what he said. And it's all about timing. It's all about God's purpose and when it's fulfilled. And here's what he said. He said, I fought a good fight. He wanted everyone to know that was praying for his deliverance. He'd been delivered before from them that wanted to kill him. They put him over the wall in a basket because it wasn't time. People had sworn to kill him. They wanted to assassinate him. They said, we won't eat or drink till he's dead. And they put him over the wall by night in a basket. He went his way because it wasn't time. But when it was time, he wasn't looking for an escape. He was ready. Listen to what he said. Knowing this principle that we're talking about, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. He said, the time of my departure is at hand. I am ready to be offered up. The reference to that is the drink offering that was poured out to the last drop before the Lord. Paul said, listen, I'm single. I'm not married. I don't have any earthly responsibilities. I just here on earth as a servant of God. Amen. And I finished my course a race course that that you cross the finish line. You don't need to run anymore. You don't need to take another lap because you finished your course and you've won the race. I've fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I've finished my course and the time of my departure. Timing, timing, timing is at hand. So don't worry about me. Your, your, your prayer for me, your faith did not fail. Amen. And God did not fail. He is not unfaithful. It's time. D.L. Moody and I discussed that with a dear saint recently. That had a loved one that was being prayed for went on to heaven. Listen, it was time. Faith didn't fail. Faith didn't fail. Amen. And God didn't fail to answer. Because it was time. This is so important. Ecclesiastes 3.1 is so vital to understanding God's M.O. and to getting in sync with Him, synchronizing our faith with His timing and His eternal purposes. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. It goes on and says a time to be born, a time to die, plant, sow, pluck up, build, tear down, all through every possible scenario. It's just giving us a glimpse that we might begin to get a grasp on the fact of God's 
timing, the way he works for our eternal good and his glory. Hallelujah. And that's why the reason patience is such an important virtue in the Christian life. Because our God does everything in his time. And God's timing is always perfect. He's never late. But of course, he's never early either. <laughs> Amen. And and the purpose of this teaching is to help us get in sync with God's timing. There's a popular singing group just a few years ago. They were they were really hitting the pop charts. Uh, a, a, a guy group uh, that had tight harmonies that sung together, and they were called In Sync. Now, what a what a good name for people that harmonize together. And to synchronize, which they took the word sync from, meant to occur at the same time and to operate in unison. To occur at the same time and to operate in unison. And to operate in unison with God's timing. Most of us neither need to wait upon the Lord or catch up with Him. Amen. Because God does everything in his time. And there is a time for every purpose under heaven. And, and the purpose that the Holy Spirit wants to operate in our life in is getting us in God's timing. Hallelujah. Everything is operating off of this biblical principle to everything. There is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. I want to try to explain um, some misunderstood things today, I believe. Some people believe if you just develop your faith strong enough, mighty enough, and believe hard enough, and pray fervently enough, you can have anything you want. That's arbitrary uh, faith, uh, doing what we will. It isn't trying to get in sync with His will. I don't believe Paul had a faith problem. I know God doesn't have a faithfulness problem. We need to settle that issue once and for all. Because when you pray and the prayer doesn't get answered the way you want it or in the timing you want it, or any of those issues come up, particularly when you pray, maybe for a loved one, that God receives on into heaven. You prayed with all your heart and all your love and all your faith. Was God unfaithful? No. Did your faith fail? Probably not. But the devil is going to seize upon that opportunity when we don't begin to understand God's MO or His method of operation. In, in effect, His timing in everything. And that includes the day we're born and the time for us to go home. Paul wanted those people to know Amen. When he went home as a martyr, your prayers would have been answered and deliverance would have come at any other time, but not this time. Not because God is going to fail and not because your faith failed, but because, and here's what he said, the time of my departure is at hand. That word departure is a wonderful Greek word in the military. It means when a, 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 an army 
uh, gets up in the morning and starts marching to the battlefield to fight and win that battle. Hallelujah. In the nautical sense, that word departure means when a ship that is loaded and ready to sail with its cargo, when they loose it from the moorings and it sets sail. Hallelujah. Paul said, I'm ready to set sail for heaven. (laughs) The time, not the time of my demise, friend, but the time of my departure is at hand. I'm going somewhere. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. And prayer, if it wasn't time for me to go, prayer would change everything. But because it's time for me to go, prayer isn't going to change anything. And that's okay because it's time. Hallelujah. Praise God. When we get a hold of this, we're going to get in sync with God. We're going to get in harmony with God. We're going to pray in sync and in harmony with God's will and eternal purpose. And this, the scripture said, this is where faith expands and explodes. This is where mighty answers to prayer come. When we are so surrendered to His will and understanding of His ways that we can trust Him no matter what happens and no matter what occurs, we are unshaken in our trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And this is the confidence we have in Him if we ask any thing according to his will and that involves his timing remember that involves his timing he heareth us and if we know that he see we're in sync with him we're in harmony with him hallelujah he heareth us and if we know that he hears us we know that we have the petition that we've desired of him i know that i know that i know i may not know what 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 is going to occur in every way it's going to happen but i know in whom i believed And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that that I've committed to him against that day. Essentially, Paul is saying, my soul is in his hands. But uh, therefore also, if I can trust him with my eternal soul, I can trust him with every temporal part of my life. The time of my departure is at hand. I'm ready to be offered up. He wanted everyone to know your faith didn't fail and God didn't fail me or you. It's time. Hallelujah. Amen. And he talked about that. I I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I've finished my course. Everything God has purposed for me to accomplish in this old temporal body, in this temporal world, has been accomplished. Hallelujah. Amen. Surely, there's a crown laid up for me. And not only me, but all those who love His appearing. Every true child of God that would love to see Jesus come. When we finish our course, we're going home and receive our reward. We're not going, don't, it, it's not a demise. The end of everything. It is a departure, the beginning <laughs> of everything God has purposed and promised for our eternal good. Praise God. Amen. That's why when Peter pulled his sword and tried to cut a man's head clean off, uh, defending Jesus, Jesus told him to put it up. You know, earlier Peter has said when Jesus tried to tell him about the time for him to be 
fulfill his mission, to accomplish what he came here to do. Friend, I want you to know he didn't come to lay in a manger and evoke sentimental feelings. He came to grow up and go to a cross. Amen. That's why one of the wise men brought him myrrh, which was used to anoint a body for burial. What a gift to give. (laughs) Amen. What a gift to give a mother and a sweet little beautiful baby boy. Amen. There was a glimpse of his purpose in coming to this earth that was fulfilled in God's timing because he came when? In the fullness of time God sent him. And his birth was in God's timing and eternal purpose and his death on the cross in our behalf was in God's timing and eternal purpose. And Peter, when he heard Jesus say, be it far from thee, when Jesus said, I've got to, I've got to let them take me. I've got to give myself into the hands of these wicked men who want my hurt and my harm. And, and reacting like we do in our flesh, Jesus said, uh, Peter said, be it far from you, Lord. Literally, think of yourself. Think of yourself. Think what you're saying. Think what you're doing. And Jesus said, Get thou behind me, Satan, for thou savorest not the things of God, but the things of men. And he wasn't talking to Peter per se, but the devil who was influencing Peter. And the devil would do two things, and we want to break that thing today as we continue in this study. I hope you'll come back for it. He wants to get you to question your own faith. And he wants you to question God's faithfulness. Because he will get you in a terrible place if that occurs. He will get you in a doubting and even unbelieving place if we don't carefully consider God's timing, God's seasons, God's eternal purposes as opposed to our temporary convenience. Oh, friend of mine, I want to see the devil defeated. I want to see God's people standing in a bold faith because we are surrendered to and cooperating with His will, His eternal purpose. Thy will be done on earth just like it is in heaven. Praise God. That's a powerful thing. Amen. That's a powerful thing. Today, if you've got questions, remember, God may not be there when you want Him. It's a little cliche, but it's biblically supported. But He's always right on time. I've got a little four-day-old daughter in heaven. Wasn't even a Christian when she went to heaven. I've got a 53-year-old son who we're coming up on December here. And it's going to mark his home going at 53 years old. He was saved, told me he was going to beat me to heaven. I contradicted him. I prayed for his health and healing. But it was time, and he knew it. He was ready to be offered up. He he quit talking about heaven. Every reference to heaven, he used the word home. When I get home... When I get home, I'm going home, Dad. I'm going to beat you to heaven because I'm going home soon. And and oh, how he went home in victory and not as a victim, 
of all the accumulative sin down through the years. He went home saved, and he went home healed. Hallelujah. From sin's deadly wound and from its consequences. And I, I remember getting, I remember the day after uh, that he went home on a Sunday afternoon to be with the Lord forever. I remember getting up on Monday morning and I had been praying for him, uh, on that Monday morning. <laughs> it was part of my life, my first utterance in the morning as I greeted the Lord to pray for my son. And it hit me. And in a positive way, not, oh, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. No, he's there, he's there, he's there. He's home. I don't have to intercede for him. He doesn't need healing. He doesn't need saving. He got saved gloriously before he left and got the peace of God to go home and look forward to it because it was right on time. Hallelujah. Well, that's out of sync with what we think. He's supposed to bury you. You're not supposed to bury him. That's exactly right. And I told him so. But God and his timing was perfect. And he granted a peace to my wife and I that sustained. I can't wait till I get to heaven. I got a little girl there that passed away at four years of age. I've got a son there that went to be with the Lord just like my daughter, because of salvation at 53 years of age. I can't wait to see them both. I can't wait to see Jesus. I'm not, oh, thank God for the mansion. Don't get me wrong. Thank God for the golden streets. Thank God for the gates of pearl. But thank God for the river of life. Thank God for hope that death can't cancel. Hallelujah. Praise God. Today, today, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, He died on the cross for your salvation. In the fullness of time, God sent a Savior. He sent Him in a manger initially, but He sent Him to go to the cross, and He fulfilled God's eternal purpose. Told Peter, put up your sword. They put it up. If it wasn't time, they couldn't touch me. There are instances they tried to kill him, but they couldn't. But when the time come, he allowed them to take him like a lamb, dumb. Before his shears, he opened not his mouth. Amen. Except to say, my father's always with me. But on the cross, on the cross, paying your sin debt in mine, he said, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He died in our place until God's wrath was burned up in him enough and completely until when we confess our sin and come to Jesus, he promises to forgive our sin, that our sins will be remitted and we will be reconciled unto God for the sin debt has been paid at the cross and today if you don't know him I'm going to tell you right here right now it is time for you to come to Jesus there'll never be a better time than right here and right now and I urge you I beseech you come to Christ don't run from him because there's a time for us to die and it's appointed after death to 
face the judgment. But you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to even think about it. If you come to Christ right now, when the time comes, you'll be ready. And when He comes, you'll be ready. Come to Jesus. Let Him forgive you, reconcile you to God, that God may embrace you. And from that moment forward, everything in your life will be according to His eternal purpose for your and my eternal good. And everything will happen right on time. If you're a believer today and the devil is trying to get you to question your faith, and even worse, to question your God, come back to trust. Come back to trusting God with all your heart and not leaning to your own understanding. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him. He will bring it to pass. What is it? It is His eternal purpose for your eternal good and mine. You can trust Him for that. In Jesus' name.